0: Hello everyone, Four Blades in a Pub, returning to, uh, to a Zoom to discuss the comings and goings of Bramal Lane and talk about the recent results. I'm John, of course, and I'm delighted, as always, to be joined by you, Ian. Good evening. And you, Phil. Good evening. And Dan, who I hope gives me the same sort of uh, hello that he gave us when we came on the Zoom call. <laughs> hello. And there he is. Look, Dan's been for some elocution lessons, uh, and he's. <laughs> but yeah, so we've we've played three games, and the season's very much underway. Um, I think we have to talk about the game on Sunday. It's Tuesday now. How how are we all feeling? Forty eight hours on from, uh, well, forty eight hours on Phil. I think you're right to
1: obviously start on the most recent game, but also don't really see much point as talking about the two previous to it. One of which was a waste of a waste of an afternoon based on the squad we put out. The other one, I don't think many of us saw to be fair, but yeah, Sunday left me feeling a lot happier than I thought I would be walking out of Bramall Lane, having been beaten by Man City. Obviously there's, there's bones that we can pick out of it, which we're probably going to do. And, tinge of disappointment that we got back on level terms by defending so well for as long as what we did and then choosing our moments to attack them and then throw it away. But ultimately, there's a lot we can take heart from and a lot that we can be positive about on the back of that performance against the best team in the world.
2: I, I was really optimistic coming out um, coming out after, after the game on Sunday. Um, having seen... I, I expect... I fully expected us to get beaten handsomely. But I was really optimistic coming out of there. I'm thinking, you know, we look we look well organised, we look well drilled, we there's a good spirit in there. And we've got better players to come in, both from within the club and that aren't currently at the club. And we won't play anyone. I don't think we'll play anyone that's even close to being as good as Man City are this, for the rest of the season. So absolutely reasons to be cheerful from... Well, cheerful maybe is stretching a bit, but reasons to be optimistic from Sunday.
3: Well, I went to Forest and a bit of a mixed performance, but I saw enough in 40 minutes there, allied to what I saw on Sunday, to feel optimistic as well. I felt gutted coming out on Sunday because when you get yourself back into a game that late on and get level, you hope you'd see it out and I know you can say we're playing the best team in Europe, best team in the world, that's always a chance you won't, but it just felt a little bit gutting. But yep. there's enough positives for me from, let's like, say, 40, 45 minutes at the city ground and Sunday's performance and the impacts. you know, seeing Ollie, Ollie McBurney come on and, and change change some of our game plan on, on, uh, on Sunday as well.
0: That's you know, just I just think like for me yeah, positive. But I think I think we just have to talk, we have to talk about. I think let's there's loads of good stuff from Sunday we should talk about. But let's just very simply deal with the elephant in the room and it's the absolutely criminal defending that lets them back into the game. It's it, it, yes, you can see what he's trying to do, but like just put it in the stand. I think I said in the group chat, if he if he hits that and twats the boxes at the back of the John Street, he not only puts the ball out and kills the momentum, but he gives us 20 seconds to just get organized. We were going to be under siege for that time anyway. Oh, just so disappointing. And the fact that Foden completely miscontrols the ball into Rodri's feet. He's even more frustrating, but there we are. I just want that, that's the thing, though. I mean, it's it, it, like you say, it's the elephant in the room. And and
1: if you you probably won't have seen it, but watching it on telly, John, but LaRouche's reaction at the end of the game, he was absolutely devastated. He knew Scroll. what he'd done, yeah. and uh, it were actually Walker, Walker that came up and picked him up off the floor and kind of almost like talking him around and, and getting him to, to kind of see the I don't know, but just trying to kind of talk him down from being as upset as what he was. Mm. Like, you've just touched on, though. Yeah, he's fucked up. But then the ball's bounced off Phil Foden, which doesn't happen very often. And Rodgers is an absolute worldie that no keeper in the world saves. So, yeah, he's, he's he's made a mistake. But then two things have happened that don't happen very often for them to get back in the game. And I saw somebody on Twitter saying, you know, it's problem Sunday was we, we equalised too early. Despite it being the <laughs> 85th minute or whatever it
2: was, I just think I've seen people digging LaRucci out, and you, you, you're you're absolutely right. It is a brain fart. He's trying to be a bit too clever. He's trying to just shepherd the ball out, and then we can kill 30 seconds with the throw in and stuff like that. I absolutely get what he's trying to do, and he should just, like you said, stick it in the back of the stand, reset, defend the throw in. And I've seen people dig him out and say oh, that you know he's not good enough. He, he shouldn't uh, shouldn't play for us again. Up until then, he defended really well. So that's the first time I've seen him. Obviously, I didn't see him pre season. Um, he didn't play, obviously, he didn't play against Palace, didn't see the Forest game. So that's the first time I've seen him. And I'd heard bad things from obviously people who went to the the, the, the friendlies and stuff like that. I thought he defended really well until then. We, we were saying at half time, Phil, there's a couple of times where the ball kind of got whipped out over to Walker on there. There's a couple of times where Walker showed him. Just enough of the ball to kind of to almost tempt him into to lunging in for a challenge, and he didn't. He held his ground, stood his ground really well. Just stood off him and basically said to Walker, "No, no, I'm not. I'm not diving in, letting you dive past me. If you're going to beat me, you're going to have to. You're going to have to beat me." And he defended really well up until then, like the rest of them had. And it's yes, that's the, that's the the, the cock up that's cost us the game, but I don't think that should be what defines his United the start to his United career, and, and we, he should. I've got, I've got a feeling now. Osborne's injured. Um, LaRouche is going to be the, I think he's going to be the whipping boy. Unfortunately, I think he's going to be the, the, the official club scapegoat. And I, I, I think that's harsh.
3: I'll to- throw, an, I'll throw an alternative view in here as well. For me, every goal we've conceded this season has been poor defensively, in some way, shape, or form. And to a large part, some of that has been Egan, Mister Reliable, captain. um Pointed out to me that he played something like 66, 67 games over the course of last season in the summer. And he, he probably the first couple of games, he didn't look sharp. He looked jaded. And for me, he should have done better. Should have done better at Forest. I think Nl looked off it, certainly in the first game, to a slight extent at Forest and uh, the opening at Forest. And for me, Robinson and that left side were were shaky at Forest, um, particularly on the first goal. Um where oh, the ball no. came in from. And and so for me, it's, it, it's symptomatic. It's true. We're going to say it's coming to a side. We're actually the bit of, the part of the team. Well, I remember sit, sitting with Phil at the, the Stuttgart game um, before we went to the game in the pub saying, you know, the one bit I feel really comfortable about this season is we've got a really good defence when everyone's there and really solid and everyone knows their role. And actually that's going to be really important. And then Stuttgart ripped us apart and we just looked off the pace. And we carried that, I think, into the start of the season a little bit. Um, so for me, it's he's, he's coming to a defense that probably wasn't as lockstep as it should have been, which doesn't help him. Um, I, I've still got doubts. I think he's good, better going forward than he's defensively for me. But like you say, yeah, I think we, we, We've got, got him. We've diff- got him now. Yeah. We, we, we've got to play him, or we're playing a youngster, aren't we? Or we're playing trusty Either that
1: or there. somebody somebody new comes in between now and and and. Was it Friday, the, the yeah. deadline? But We'll yeah. talk about that in a bit. The, the other point about uh, LaRucci, John, uh, I made uh, walking out of the ground on Sunday. I, whilst it's gutting that we we've come away from that game defending as well as what we did and losing ultimately by his mistake, I would rather he cost us a mistake against Man City than against Everton on some uh, this coming Saturday that costs us yeah. winning that game, do, do you know um, what I
0: mean? In, in a fucked up way, Oh we? It, but for me, like, I don't think what I was going on to say, I don't think he's nest like the left hand side of the defense is where, apart from the goal, Harlan's goal on Saturday is where we've conceded all our goals this season so. And we bought in a centre back to play there. It just so happens that Robinson is playing really well. So, but well, I mean, I think people see him in the cup games and, uh, well, probably tonight by the time you're listening to this. I presume trust you'll be a shoo-in to start in that left wing, le- left hand side of centre back spot. I don't know. I just feel like a, rather than us talking about how positive everything was uh, and then getting to that. Like sucker punch at the end. I thought it'd be better to rip the plaster off and talk about it at first. I think some of the nattering online about bringing in a, bringing in a left-hand sided centre back to sort of a uh, left-hand left wing back. Sorry to to replace him because he's. It's. I think somebody used the phrase. Oh, it's Chris Hussey, Mark two and something like that. I don't think we're. I don't think we've seen enough of him, um, for anything anything like that. And also when. When we replaced Hussey with Lafferty, we didn't really have any other left wing backs on the playing squad, whereas we've got quite a lot. So I would be very surprised to see if that happens. And the only likely way we get anyone in, if it's a free, so it will be somebody who's not fit. So it'll take a month to get up to speed. Or you get in another equivalent of him by bringing in some unknown younger talent from Europe on a loan. Do you not think we need to now?
1: He's the only recognised fit.
0: It depends how bad all the other thing like, injuries are, because yeah, you know, nice. I've
2: seen something that says Osborne's injury is possibly more serious than they first thought. Um, and the, the the ironic thing is that again, not a, I'm not a massive Osborne fan, but up until up until he went off injured on Saturday again, I thought he started really well. I thought he def- you know he defended really well,
3: and to be fair, he did pretty well filling in at a- Right back at Forest. Again, he was pick picker one of our players at Forest. That, I think, in he's, our I think
2: he's infinitely a better fullback than he is a central midfielder. Yeah, by far and away, he's a better fullback than he is a midfielder. He's quite an
1: intelligent footballer. For all his faults, he's quite an intelligent footballer, and I think he can read the game and play what's in front of him. Playing that deep, yeah. as opposed to as opposed to being a attacking influence, influence that he he kind of has been almost playing a ten, hasn't he? Yeah. But uh, I think you're right to call it out, John, and and we can all we can all agree that it that he's he's made a horrendous mistake. It's, I just hope he learns from it. I think that's that's my big takeaway.
2: You you'd be almost certain, wouldn't you, on on Saturday if he's in the same situation at the same point of the well, whether it's the same point of the game or not, if he's in the same situation where he's got someone bearing down on him, he's got the option of trying to shepherd it out or or launching it into the stand. That you know his first thought is going to be right. Shell it into the back of the stand and let's you know let's go let's uh, let us go let us let us reset for the throwing. Yeah. Uh, so if 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 nothing else, if he learns from that and doesn't make that mistake again for the rest of the season, then it's not the it's not the worst thing that will happen I to mean, us all.
0: A lot of people, and maybe myself included, I'm not like saying oh he's the worst football I've ever seen or anything, but like I think if he actually belonged to us and he was one of our youngsters who's made that error. I think people would be a bit more lenient. But because it's this player that we've got in on loan and stuff, I don't think he'll get the same fair treatment. And it's horrible, Dan, but you're 100% right. He'll become, in the absence of Osborne, he'll be the one who can't do anything right. You know, even if he's he's not even on the pitch, someone will be shouting, get him off. So, it's, it, I just One last observation probably on the route is,
3: Phil, Phil's right, Kyle Walker was on one and Kim picked him up. When when he made the mistake, he just looked so isolated on the pitch. The rest of the team were throwing their arms about in frustration and he just looked isolated. And at the end, I don't think any of the team came up to him. I think the first person to come up to him was Stuart McCall, after Kyle Walker picked him up off the ground. Um, you know, he's a young lad. If he's still where I saw him last, you send him back after the Rotherham friendly back to the McCure. You know, it could be, it's probably been quite a lonely few days, so I'm hoping that Ecky and the coaching staff and the team have kind of put their arm around him a bit.
2: They'll get around him. Yeah they'll, yeah, they'll get around him, I'm almost certain of
3: it. He just looked very isolated on Sunday, was just my observation on that. Yeah, I mean,
0: it, I think that's circumstance, smart that, and timing of the goal and stuff, isn't it? And sort of, you know, he's putting it... And I think this is a good way to segue to talking positively, but this because he's putting a shift in, and then he's doing what we did, and being that disciplined without the ball for ninety odd minutes It was phenomenal tactical performance from Roder's luck at times, but like that as a defensive performance, it, it just it, it like really encourages me for the season that basically. We need to go and like stink the stink somewhere out. We've got the players and 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 the ability to do it and the discipline. I thought we were, I thought it we was so well organized. I, and think, I think, sorry, go on, carry on, Jeff. I think one of the most important aspects of it, which I, was Norwood, I thought was really, 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 really good, and he, everyone talks about his his ability to. You know, like ping the ball around and stuff, but I think that showed how he can be so good without it as well.
2: Yeah, I think, it helps. I think... it helps that we've put legs around him now as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, the the point I was going to make is you're right. It it was a defensive performance all over the pitch, and Micah Richards talked about it quite well about how we set up and we flooded the middle of the pitch and. Didn't give them any space in the box, but for me, as a fully paid-up member of the goalkeepers' union, that started with Fodderingham. The defence had confidence in him, and some of the some of the saves that he made on on Sunday, when they did breach that defence, were just phenomenal. And I think he's gone some way to prove into people that he d- he doesn't need replacing. He does need his opportunity in the Premier League because he is a really really good goalkeeper. He's got his flaws, we know that, but he's a really really good goalkeeper. And that was the platform for us to be able to
0: defend the way we did, yeah you know, Heckey spoke fantastically in his interview about a lot of stuff, but like the he's asking him about Wes and stuff, and I thought it was interesting the the way Kim Bottom said about it he guess well he't he a Premier League goalkeeper because he hasn't had the opportunity, and footballs need opportunities to show they can play at a, a more senior level. and Fodringham is a prime example of that. He needs the opportunity to play. Um, he's had a he's had a blinder there. And like you say, for we know his weaknesses, like I'm sure within the next couple of months he'll there'll have be been a game where he's done something silly. But like I feel like he he was on Saturday as that was as as good as any of those like match-winning performances Henderson turned in for us when he was. When he was in playing for us in the Premier League, it was it was a great, great goalkeeper's performance. Tone
3: setting. It's interesting is with with the sort of links with Henderson again today. You know, people are going brilliant. Get him in. Get him in. Get him in. And I've if you I've, I've not if, seen that. yeah, and if you defend Fodringham, it, the kind of response is well, we do need we don't need a keeper. Well, we do we need we have got nothing behind Fodringham. I think saying that, I'm not sure bringing in Henderson is good use of his budget. To it, and we'll come on to that later, I guess. But my point being is, we've got a first choice keeper. I think the question marks is more about what's behind him.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think um, we we talked to, you you talked about Norwood there, and Dan, you said about the, the legs around him. One player I wanted to call out was Souza. I really like what I see with him. Yeah, he's the sort of player that we've cried out for for years mobile, strong, he's organized, he organizes other people, he can tackle, he can edible. He, he just looks everything that we've needed to change the way that our style's
0: gonna be this season. And he look he looks like he's got everything well, about I don't it. think we've I don't think we've ever had a player like that. I remember 20 years ago when like Monty had turned in a bang average performance of people who'd be like, we need to get someone like Dixon Etu off of Preston, some big mobile physical presence in the middle of the park, like a, a BTEC Vieira, if you will. And we, we've never had anyone like that that I can think of, like in the last like 20, 30 years. No. Nicky M- Marker, maybe the last one. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he didn't. It didn't instantly strike parallels with Susan for me, funny enough, of like <laughs> chubby northern ginger fella who obviously to <laughs> a beer. And then someone called Vinicius. Um, no, just
3: I mean there was a a follow started following an account called the Other Fourteen, which is quite a It's a good it, one, it, that's yeah. based. But they were doing obviously the combined tackles and interception per ninety in this season up to week three, and obviously he's only played game game in an hour. Sousa second in Mag- that right actually Mag- Mag- yeah.
0: scored really high after the first weekend of the season <laughs> uh, for some metric built as well yeah. that's, so that's tack- for the
1: season so far tackles amongst- and
0: inter- tackles and intercepts
3: per 90
1: so basically that's really th- impressive that's considering like the he- yeah. yeah considering yeah. he only played an hour at Forest only played 10-15 twen- minutes Palace
3: yeah uh, yeah. and
1: then played 90 minutes yeah. against the team He's that played keep the
3: ball better than anybody He's because played 100 Yeah, they've got him down for 158 minutes, nine tackles, three intercepts. That's 6.84. So he's second behind Nico Williams of Forest. Just interesting. I and I think he was. I can't find it now, but it was also another one. Um, there was another one about headers. One, headed you know, heading duels. One as well, and he was coming out strongly on that. I mean,
2: he looks we, like a unit. I know a couple of times he. he Came up to obviously to the cop to defend corners or attack corners, and he, he looks like a like you say, it's, it's, John. It's the first time we've had a proper unit in midfield for a long time, really. Yeah, Bob Booker is about the last one I can remember that were
0: you know, and then next to him in his running, and when he gets the ball, Hamer in his press, so aggressive as well, like in a in a really good way, like. You know, you don't get many, like, obviously he's he's in there as the the more attacking of the midfield three. So aggressive to try and win the ball back. And both Sousa and Hayman are going to really help Norwood or Davis, whoever plays deeper, or Tommy Doyle, who knows? Like, whoever plays deeper. Um, we and half got the
1: better of that burger deal, haven't we? I know we criticised the club last, last pod, but uh, tonight,
2: timing-wise
1: wasn't great, but...
2: Wow. I think I was just about to say not not specifically the burger deal, but obviously we criticised the club and I've criticized the club for the transfer dealings. And I still think the some of the timings of it wasn't great. And too much we've got players coming in who've not had a pre-season, etc. But in terms of the actual players we've brought in, so far I've been impressed with like like we said, LaRouche, okay, he's made that mistake, but didn't do bad. But impressed with Souza, impressed with um Harmer. Um I really like the look of Triore. I think he definitely looks like he's got something about him. You know, he's he's quick, he's direct, he looks like he's got a trick. Um, you know, for whatever we paid for him, 4 million quid for 20 years old, I, I think we've made some good signings, I really do.
0: Yeah, I think Triore as well. Like, he's been asked to come in and play at a level which isn't the sort of developmental third third or fourth striker, which he has been signed as. I don't see, like, you know, I don't see him starting in front of Archer, certainly, I wouldn't imagine. And I, and I imagine Archer plays with when everyone's fit. Um, so, like, Traore wasn't signed to start the first three games. So, been a bit of a baptism of fire for him. But I thought, if you think about compare him to somebody like Jebison who when he's got in positions with the ball and and like on the last man being able to drive forward I don't rem- I, like triore's running is just a little bit more purposeful a bit more towards goal quicker to get his head up and on on, on Sunday he did that two or three times particularly in the first half it was really impressive and ultimately despite it being a bit of a Comedy of errors when Bogle finally does score. It is Traore making the run and putting the pressure on that 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 gets the mistake out of Walker. So yeah, I mean it's it's just a really quick four blades
1: newsflash. Wednesday been knocked out of League Cup on penalties by Mansfield.
0: I think I'm just getting my violin. One sec. Yeah. my uh... I was speaking to a mate who's a Wednesday fan on. Uh, on Saturday and he went, oh, he needs to go, went who and he goes, Everybody. <laughs> 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 Which I thought was that summed it up. Like this. Uh, yeah, it's not not so harmonious in in S six, is it? Oh well.
3: Just on just on trailer as well. I I thought it was lively against Forest, and he again he had a great chance. Um
0: it's a harder chance than people made out that it's
3: harder chance and to be fair just before that he was starting to cramp up. And, you know, when he was running through, I was not say I was feeling confident. That wasn't due to him in, partic- him in particular, but it's just you knew he was tiring. Um, and I think there's, you know, we've, we've played these two youngsters. I think the, the chance to change it up both tomorrow and on Saturday, but to have an asset like triori coming off the bench potentially on Saturday after an hour or whatever for Archer is, should excite us as well, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, Hackingbottom said that, hasn't he? Yeah. After the Forest game, he should be bringing... Traore and, and Asula or Jeberson when he's fit on to make an impact, not starting yeah. games, and and it showed it showed with the people that Forrest brought on when they when they scored late on. Yeah, but I think I think we can all agree that there's more posit, much more positive to be taken out of that Man City performance than than the glaringly obvious negative. I suppose the fact yeah. that we've still not won a
3: game. It's about, about translating the way we played there and, and we're applying ourselves differently on Saturday and that's going to be the interesting switch. Me and
2: Phil said the same thing walking back to car on Saturday. The, the, what we need to do is follow up that good performance with a performance and a result against Everton. The, the worst thing that could happen was we'd follow a really good performance like that up with a damp squib of a 2-0 home defeat to Everton and then suddenly everyone's back. Doom and gloom. We, we, we've got to, got to follow that up and, and dra- even though even though the result wasn't forthcoming, use the momentum and the, the 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 kind of positivity generated from taking the best club side in the world right to the almost the last kick of the game for them to win it.
3: And I think it's important that the fans that the noise on Sunday was tremendous. I know a few people have commented on Twitter. So the Palace uh, blogger HL. I didn't realize what that stood for, by the way. HLTCO. It's Hopkins looks to kill yeah. one.
2: Yeah, I only found that out a few weeks ago, and I have not followed him straight away.
3: <laughs> but he was commenting <laughs> on it, and a few others were replying to it around. You know the 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 noise, and when you hear it back, and you hear it at the radio Sheffield commentary as well. You know, Hesalva and Adam and nearly drowned out, and we just we just need that again. It's we've got an, we need that for another seventeen home games. Every game,
2: every every game this season's got to be like that.
0: Yeah, and Saturday, well, they don't get much bigger than that one, boys, do they? In terms of what it means for both clubs. Um we've 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 got a little bit of time maybe before the break, and um I think we could probably squeeze in our predictions for Saturday. Obviously it goes without saying that it is like an absolutely huge game. Is I personally don't think it's too soon in the season to describe it as must win.
1: Not yeah, to, I'm agree. not sure about must win, but it's certainly what you'd class as a six pointer. All
2: right, yeah, it's not a must win; it's a mustn't lose. Maybe, yeah. I
0: We're I just think, to get football cliches have, on the phone. <laughs> I just generally think we honestly. I think we have to win. They are dreadful. And they will, you'd argue, they probably could get better. So, we've signed Beto today, haven't they? Yeah, they've signed Johnson
2: someone today. Player, and they've but... signed a, a kid from um, Italy today.
0: I mean, Everton's problem's not been signing good players, they've been doing that for many years. It's the fact that the Kilt club's got some sort of incredibly negative cancer at its core. Um, and they just I are in. Mean, in all sorts of bother off the pitch, these like rumors of administration and stuff. And yeah, their fans are, if we think we're a negative bunch, geez Louise, they are, they're they're in a, they're in a like, um, they're in a category on their own. I mean, do you remember when they used to boo John Stones for passing the ball out from the back, for example? <laughs> like, it's that, yeah, I can tell I've, Like half my family's avid Liverpool fans now, can't you? Uh, but yeah, they are. Um, yeah, I think we have to win. What do we reckon as a score, Phil? I'm gonna go quite a tight game,
1: but I think we'll win it 2 1. Dan,
2: um, exactly, Phil, 2 1.
3: Ian. I was gonna say two one, but it sounds like I'm just falling into line here, but generally I think I think we'll have enough to um enough to nick it, but I d I don't think we'll keep it
0: in sheet. I'm gonna go with one one and we'll fall victim to a absolutely stupid red card, like for like descent or chatting back to the ref to someone, unfortunately, which 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 will be why we, we draw because we have to hold on. Very specific. Very specific. I was say, very have, have, specific you had, have you had a dream? <laughs> <laughs>
2: need
1: to get some Always. money
0: on that. Always. Right, well, we'll be back in a minute to talk about like the window so far. A few more, up. maybe we'll say some nicer things about the club than we did in the last pod and talk about what we'd like to see happen before the window slams shut on Friday or Saturday. Coming back
1: with your yellow tie on, Job.
0: Yeah. Jim White cosplay... We'll see
3: you soon. And welcome back to uh, part two of Four Blazing in a Pub. And as as trailed before the break, um, we're going to talk a bit about the transfer window, literally in the final throes of it right now. And obviously, I think when we last podded, it was in the wake of and Jai and Berger's departure. And we had some quite strong criticism of how the club uh, was going about the window, seemingly without a plan, seemingly without any sort of, I guess I say a plan, but just some scenarios even that they might need to work to um, to replace two of our best players. Um, I think to set the scene from my perspective, I think we've signed some good players, some very good players, who hopefully will be more uh, the championship player step that can step up and have an impact rather than Luke Freeman, for instance, who was you know great in the championship but never made that step and has seems to have got into a death spiral since. Um, but I still think we can criticize the way we've let this start of the season go with two games that we could have got something from if we'd got a house in order better and sooner. And even if we do end this week with the two or three players I think we need in the squad, we'll be marginally better than we were last season. And I think, ideally, you'd want to be significantly stronger. But that's my start for 10, setting the scene.
1: Just, just on it. that point, Ian, about better or worse or weaker or stronger than mm. how we finish the season. And obviously, we've lost arguably four of our best players or our four best players from the back end of last season. I think we're now better equipped to stay up than we were at the end of last season. Not necessarily got the same attacking prowess as what we had. Obviously, some of the players we've lost. But I think what we have brought in is more solid defensive players whilst also we've got a player that we've seen already in Harmer that can score a goal out of nothing that we didn't necessarily have someone who could shoot on site like that last season. So, yes, there's criticisms, but I think we're moving in the right direction and and the players that we've brought in have been quite impressive.
3: And I think that's fair. I mean, going back to your point there, about I think a player like Souza gives us something we haven't had before. Now, whether you could argue whether we're going to sign in, whether what's happened happened, but ultimately... He's the kind of player we've, like you say, we've, we've needed that kind of player in the midfield for years. You know, that physical, imposing style, but still got good feet, you know, strong in the air, strong in the tactical. Great. Um, I, I, I do think we're going to... We, we, I still worry if we've got enough to edge games. And, and time will tell over the rest of this week.
2: That That's the thing. I think at the minute, we probably don't have just enough to get us through those tight games. We've like I said, defensively, I think we look solid. The midfield looks probably as balanced as it has done since it was Duffy Fleck and Norwood. That's the last time the midfield you would say our midfield looked properly balanced. It's the it's it's the upfront, and I think there's goals in Archer. Um it's that bit in between that, that bit of creativity that I think we're missing, and that I think is hopefully what will see plugged this week whether it's McAtee, whether it's the lad from Man United Palestri, who I think is quite highly rated. That's what we're missing, I think. Just that someone who just bridges that gap between midfield and, and, and attack in the same way that McAtee did last season.
0: John, what's your view? I just like I think for me that as as happy as I am with some of the players that have come in, um Like, I'm really happy with Hamer. I think he's a smashing little player. Sousa looks great. You know, Archer. We haven't, again, talked about players we haven't had for a long time. When did we last have an explosive striker who could finish? I can't. With, like, bits of Danny Webber, maybe, but, like, he's probably a level above that in terms of his pace and quickness. Really excited to see him. Like, couldn't be, couldn't be, like... like a perfect uh, perfect sort of player we should go into. But for me, it's the... And Jai went and we didn't really... We didn't really... Rep- we've still not really replaced him and he left the club four weeks ago. And I feel like it, creativity and an ability to do something from nothing. It's Yeah, we've got Hamer, but we need probably two or three, four players who from from starting a game or from who can do that at Hamer, maybe like throughout the season, Traore becomes like that person. He comes on with his pace for the last 20 minutes to stretch it. But I don't know. I think you have to ask me at the weekend how I feel, but I feel like we've dragged his heels a bit. And, 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 you know, Andrew was saying this on blades pod, but if we get relegated by three points or a point and we fan it around at the start of the season, like we have, it's, it's 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 really not good enough. And I keep saying to people that we're so lucky we've got a hecking bottom because I can't begin to imagine, and this is sheer speculation, but the number of setbacks with targets and planning and organization, that then that the knock-on effect of those not being thought out that he's had to deal with. I mean, it's been it's been two months since the prince tried. For, uh, flogging us to a crook. I mean he's had a go at doing that twice, hasn't he? So when's he gonna have another go at selling us to a fraudster that Eckin Bottom has to deal with? I just find I don't know. I sound really I sound really angry, don't I? I don't yeah. mean, I've not <laughs> been drinking um today. Um but like I don't know. I can be I happy think- about the players that have come in. I think I'm right to be furious yeah, yeah, about the exactly way.
2: You, you can be happy with the players you brought in. And like I said, from what I've seen so far, obviously I've not seen Slimani yet, not seen uh, Trusty yet. But the ones I have seen, I like the look of. I really like the look of Archer. I was uh, running with a, a mate of mine tonight who was a Villa fan and they were all expecting him to be in and around their first team this season. You know, they genuinely expected him to be not starting, but on the bench, featuring, coming on. Um, and, he's, you know, they can see why they've why they've sold him and, and why they've sold him with the deal that they have. But they were, there's a, I think there's a few Villa fans who were a bit like, uh, you know, in the same way you want one of your own to do well. They all really wanted him to do well because he's come through the youth ranks there. So I'm, I'm absolutely with you, John. I'm happy with the players we brought in. I think we've done well. I think hats off. To the recruitment team, which is not something I've not said for a long time, it feels like. All right, the time it's taken to get deals over the line is not great, but it feels like there's a bit of joined up thinking with the recruitment team this year than there has been before. We seem to be the players we've gone for. If we've not got target A, target B seems to have been a player in the same mould. I've, I've said it before and here before when we first went up, we were in for more pie. And that deal was almost done, and then he, we didn't get him when he went to Brighton, and then we bought McBurney, and it was just like, well, they're two completely different players. Surely the second target behind Mopar should have been a Mopar-style player if that's what we're going for. This seems to have had more. This seems a bit more cohesive. So hats off to to the recruitment team. Hats off to Hecking Bottom um, for for you know for identifying these players and for for getting them in. Um, but yes, you're right. There's some of the. The time taken to do the deals has not been ideal. Far from it. Uh, it interestingly
1: talking about players leaving the club. It's not taken Burnley fans long to uh, get on Sander Berger's back, is it?
0: Well, he has a They're playing at the, playing, the, playing,
1: the playing
2: was a holding midfielder, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I, I think, but I don't know what they thought they were signing from Berger. We only saw, like. That so when he when he was playing in the front three with Gibbs White and Sharp and Enjoy a little bit, um, not last season. The season before was the time when you saw him really drive at people. He's yeah, they're, they're in for a long old season, Burnley. I think they. I
2: think Burnley. I think Burnley in for a rude awakening. And I, I, again, i are talking to to a mate tonight, and I was saying, I think daft as it seems, I know they smash the championship to pieces last last season. I think we're probably better set to make a fist of it this season than they are. Because last season we were defensively solid and we had, you know, we had a bit of flair and creativity up in, front in McAtee and NJ. Whereas Burnley have got this style where the the possession heavy and they want to out possess teams and they want to outpass teams. It's not it's it's not going to work for them because they're not good enough to do it. Whereas we can, as we proved on Sunday, grind games out and look to nick them 1-0, 2-1, 1-1, whatever it is.
1: We finished ninth in the first season under Wilder and it wasn't because of our attacking prowess or players like Jai that could score off goals from nowhere. We, we, We got to where we did because of how solid we were. Didn't we score 39 goals or something that season? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And conceded about the same as well.
3: Yeah. I mean, was, I think it was at the end of Match of the Day t- I could be wrong. It might have been the uh, when I'm end of super, end of United bit of Super Sunday when I watched it back. But it may well have been Shearer and Micah Richards on um, Match of the Day 2. But they said, uh, the promoted teams, how do you think they'll do? And I think it might have been Shearer said, Burnley, Burnley are the best place to stay up out of all of It was on Match of the Day 2. It was yeah. Shearer. And, and I sat there at the time thinking, I wouldn't, wouldn't be so sure based on, on Based exactly. on what? Based on what? Based on based Vincent on- Company.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. they can't play the way
1: they played last season in the Premier League. No, and look well, at the goal difference already.
3: And going back to your earlier point, then Phil. So, you, I mean, I think John's right. You know, we 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 got rid of N'Jife four four weeks ago, plus, and haven't replaced him per se. But maybe to your point, have we replaced it with creativity in a couple of other areas, like with Souza, like with Hay, and like with Archer? So we're, we're going to have to be a different side because N'Jai is a one-off. And I'm playing devil's advocate here a little bit.
1: We, we were never replacing N'Jai
0: like for like... No. You can't. No, I, 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 didn't, I and that wasn't what I was... That wasn't what I was sort of getting at. We haven't bought an attacking... We haven't bought the attacking creative player to replace him in the sense of you're not going to get him, Mark yep. 2, but we haven't replaced him with somebody... Whose job is to drop deep, get the ball, turn a man, like With, uh, you know, the replacement
1: but, to play alongside McBurney, which is what enjoyed yeah. did last season's Archer. Archer,
0: yeah,
2: we've we've almost done that, and we've probably all seen the film. We've almost done the Moneyball thing, haven't we? You've seen the obviously, you've seen the film Moneyball when Brad Pitt's talking to Jonah Hill's character, and he talks about selling a player. And trying to replace him. And it's impossible to replace that player unless you're spending that same budget. So the way you replace that player is you replace him with three players who all do a bit of the same job. And it actually improves the team as a whole rather than just relying on one player to do everything. And I think that's what we've tried to do. Of course. We've we've got to end up trying to replace Njati with three players. One who, you know, one to score, you know, one who scores the goals, one who who's got that bit of creativity that can run, one who can, like you said, pick the ball up from deep and, and it's just spreading your budget out. Unless, you, unless you're Man United or you're Chelsea and you sell an outstanding player and bring a, a, you know, a, a carbon copy player in, you can't do that. We've got to be a bit more creative, haven't we? And, and do a little bit more lateral thinking with our recruitment.
1: I, I think the problem is, and where where I'm on your side completely, John, is we needed to do that anyway we needed to bring a Sousa in anyway. We needed to bring somebody else in to do Norwood's running for him, someone like like a Harmer kind of player. It, it's the fact that, yes, we've signed them and we're happy with those signings, but we've needed those players and needed them for a bit to to compete at this level and still haven't replaced such as a McAtee type, such as an Njai type.
2: Do we think McAtee comes in before Friday?
0: Yeah. I think it I think he's I think if he would be why wouldn't he want to come to Sheffield United?
3: He might not what he might want to come to Sheffield United, it's whether whether the Man City want him to come back to us. And I suppose if they're trying to do deals with wolves and things like that, does that play in playing into him being sent somewhere else?
0: Yeah, well it, I think he must be going through that he's gone on bloody strike and he the
2: the lad at Wolves, uh,
3: Nunes yeah. Yeah. Nunes
0: I so, saw
1: uh, Ekin Bottom walked off the pitch with him, with his arm round him on Sunday, and Mcatee I? came down. Yeah, Mcatee came down to the cop and applauded the cop before he walked off with, like I say, arm in arm with Heke. Yeah. So ho- hopefully the relationships are strong enough pull, and he can force his own hand a little bit. But like you said, the Wolves thing's a bit worrying.
3: Mm. And if we don't, then where do we go? I mean, Pellestray. It's a, it's amazing how many people watch Mu TV to watch Man United's reserves and watch both of Uruguay's games in the World Cup at the minute to have a view on Pellestray. But <laughs> um, I can confirm, I know nothing about him. Yeah, I, I, mean,
2: um, I, I know he was on the bench for Man United last week. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a, a someone I work with, a Man United fan. They him really highly, Ian. Yeah, Simon obviously messaged both of us last week. He was a, a friend of ours. who was a Man United fan and. Again, I think he's someone that a lot of Man United fans should think should be in and around there, at least their squad, don't
3: they? Yeah, he, Simon was glowing. He said, if you ask a lot of my new fans, they'd, they'd expect him to be around their matchday squad. Not actually starting, but, you know, yeah. be, being a potential player to come and slot in it, you know.
0: And that's no great fucking bar at the minute, though, is it? Cause they're shite. I don't know how they've entered game six points. They look dreadful. What about, well, I think, um, I
2: think if you dig your gloves out, I think you've got. I think you'd have a chance of Alfie uh, Noanana, Ramsdale. And, on, based it's on, when when I uh, when, uh, when you went through and he just went, I'm just gonna have a lie down. I think. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna have a lie down and see what happens. You know, you know, I like defending goalkeepers,
1: but you can't defend that or Ramsdale on Saturday, can you?
2: No, no.
1: Well, um, what about uh, you talk about players' potential if if we don't get McAtee? And uh, forgive me, cause he might have already gone somewhere and I ain't got a clue. Is it Diallo that was at Sunderland last year? Man United he's, player? He's injured. Oh, is he?
3: Yeah. He, he's picked, picked, I'm sure he picked up an injury in pre-season. So he, right. was, he was kind of someone we everyone was talking about early summer. Um, but pre, he says pretty sure. Here we go well a pre-season injury he said here look, he posts an encouraging update, but it's one of these clickbait things that I'd kind of be asked to read it. He said he'd be back stronger. He's on
2: crutches. The, the last thing so we never... need to bring someone in now who's gonna be who's not gonna be even available to train for three weeks, then's missed all preseasons, so then it's gonna take another eight weeks to get up to speed.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's this definitely is why really McAtee, another reason why McAtee's perfect, because not only does he know us, know the club, know the way we play, he's been playing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, my... preseason I've been playing with Man City. Yeah.
0: Excuse me. I'd like that's how I feel about the transfer window like yawn. Um, <laughs> it's just been an exhausting process for the last couple of months. Um, no I... imagine how heck he feels. Jesus. Oh god, I... he's gonna have a massive drink on Saturday night, hopefully, because we've warm up so all this nonsense is over. But like, I think like I think the plan was to go after Palmer. Which is the murmurings at the start of this but I just think McAtee makes sense because he coming home might be a stretch, but like, you know, he knows the players, he knows the management, he know the fans like him. It gives the supporters a lift. And him and then maybe a more unknown English.
2: I have I have seen something tonight on on a Twitter account that said Man City are making a decision, they're only gonna let one Of Palmer and McAtee go out on loan, so one will go out on loan, one will stay in their squad, and they're in the process of making decisions to which one it is. Doesn't doesn't give any hints as to what destination for either of them, but they're not going to let them both go.
0: Either would be nice. In fairness, Palmer's a really good player. Apparently, West Ham are interested in Palmer, but they I don't know where he plays there, and they they look electric again. Um, West Ham, well, they. They had about ten percent possession against Brighton and managed to score three goals, didn't they? But like uh anyway, it's not a Premier so, League. I'm,
3: no, but talking about young, young players then that we might be looking to get from other clubs. The interesting one here is you know, do we do we think we should be letting players like Louis Marsh, Hackford? Potentially, depending on what we bring in, a Sula go out on a loan. Well
0: until January? Hackford, Hackford scored a few anti, and obviously Marsh has. I think Hackford's career has been put on pause for a season or so after he was used as uh, Wilder's dummy that was thrown out of the plan that game against
3: also injured. I think for a spell, yeah, wasn't he? He got yeah, yeah, he he did did his shit
0: ligaments. Yeah. So yeah, I'd, I'd be getting, I'd be looking to get him and Marsh out regardless. I mean, there's rumour like Marsh wasn't playing for the under twenty ones today, so he might play against Lincoln or certainly be involved. Listen, if he gets a couple of goals. To get him in, like get him I would on. Imagine,
2: yeah. I would imagine it would have been easier to let Asula go out on loan if Jeberson had been around. I think it might have been yeah. a case of one goes out on loan and one stays. But jebison has got this. Obviously, Hacking Bottom just said a like a medical issue.
3: Yeah, a very, very um, just like a vague, vague comment, wasn't it? But quite concerning as as vague as it was.
2: So you would imagine that if he's not available, we possibly won't let Asula go out on loan again because you know if we. Let us look out alone. That still only leaves us with at the minute um Archer, McBurney, Triore. Yeah.
3: Just pretty much.
2: strikers. <laughs> <laughs> cool.
1: uh, we haven't mentioned um is it
2: Mamma Baldi? Mamma
3: the Again, best, line, best left I know ball. nothing about him. The, the best line I saw on that was, he's "Got a fear for his mother if we sign him because the social media team will have her in the centre circle having her head shade <laughs> for the announcement video." I can't remember who tweeted it, and I apologise. I haven't credited that. It's not mine. It's, it was he's somebody- like a
2: new Macdonan, eh? left back, left wing, left back, and and right,
0: right back.
2: Was he right? There? Is it right back? Sorry, well, full <laughs> back winger and striker.
0: That 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 seamless combo. <laughs> All oh, the many greats from history have have had. Uh, I'm that good. I can't even pin down a position. I don't know. I think he. I think. And if he scored, was it ten goals last year in Liga? And then obviously his side got relegated. If he can come in on a loan that doesn't cost as much money, and he's got something about him clearly to score in in in, in that league. Well, it's not the biggest, best league in the world, is it? But it's like it's not like he's coming in from. I don't know. Is it, we're not recruiting somebody who scored ten goals in in the Swiss First Division. He's coming in. He's not
2: from, Ricario, Ricario Zivkovic, is he? Jeez. <laughs> <sighs> one of
0: these,
3: isn't it? It, it, it? I suppose it's one of the. It, he's playing at a level. People say League isn't as good as the Premier League. It isn't, but he played for a side, it, it was the same side as um,
2: same side Arrute. as Arrute. yeah. We yeah.
3: got relegated twice twice not pronounce it, but
2: it's a bit harsh. I
3: was gonna say, <laughs> I had a few people calling him that on Sunday, <laughs> um, or something like that, but um, yeah, so it's kind of, but that's the level we're shopping at, isn't it, realistically, yeah, for these kind of players.
0: You yeah. suggest, I think your French got that confused then. You suggested LaRucci with that shit and got relegated to third division, not second division. He <laughs> <laughs> <You> said League <laughs> <3. laughs> well, he Played what for Trois. Troy. Troy. I don't know how you pronounce it. It's Troy, yeah. isn't oh, I I I you... it? Oh Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Troy. I was okay. suggesting it sounds like it is pronounced Troy, because they were talking about it on football weekly, just to just today yeah today I shan't I, I never, Troy never... was on and he was saying that he wasn't the most famous Troy um, this is actually a full play, team named after anyway yeah so, um, so yeah I, I think someone comes in from City and hopefully it's McAtee if it's not and it's Palmer that's also fine I just he is Palmer like a 10 like McAtee, who could play on either I side. I don't know enough about. I don't, don't know a, a great deal about him, to be honest.
1: I think he's more of a winger.
3: Yeah, he's
1: left-footed, isn't he? Can hmm. he
3: play? like Can he play left wing by left yeah, wing yeah. striker? <laughs> well, be, that's, uh, the, that's, the, other that's the, the other can point. Be the, can, oh,
2: he can he be the English Mambo Balder for us? Yeah do do we bring up do we bring a fullback in?
3: I, I'm reluctant to use one on a fullback. I'd like to see. I'll be honest. I'd like to see Trusty play there tomorrow night.
2: We've got. we've got loan spaces to play with, haven't we? Or we've got. You've got two domestic ones, but then you've still got a fair few. um, Five, I think, or four. At the minute, we're only using one. One. Larouche. So we've got plenty to play with.
3: But the danger with that is what we said earlier, isn't it? You end up with someone who's not quite up to it. Got a bed in a bit. It's just worrying. We've
1: already got two injuries to left wing backs. LaRucci, whatever you think of him, if he was to get an injury or a suspension, who who plays there then?
2: You are into the trusty or, or Robinson and neither of them two are a are, are wing-back, are they?
3: it will be bash filling in there before you know it. No. Exactly. You, you've, 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 you've talked me into some unknown kid from you're in, you're, the you're uh, then into, league. You're Urn. then into
2: moving Bogle across or Baldock across to left-back, aren't you? It's just, no.
3: That's if Baldock hasn't signed for... Uh, a Athens. <laughs> that was the other link tonight. Yeah. Oh, Romano's gone. Uh, gone in on Baldock going to Athens.
2: I, d- I don't see that happening myself.
0: I you know. didn't see Bloody Sanderberg buggering off to Burnley for thirty million quid. So <laughs> I, like, you don't know. I, d- I think Baldock. I mean, I remember when Celtic were really linked with him, weren't they? At one point, I, I don't know. If, I think he likes United too much, but he probably ab- he absolutely loves the city. He loves so... Sheffield. I think we would say Athens. <laughs> likes a bit of history.
3: I just, I, I think it's
0: unlikely. So, let's hope so. We can't, we can't lose Bulldog. I mean, that would be that would be. To do it at
2: this stage as well, like three days before the window shuts, would be absolutely suicidal. I, I, I just, I don't see, that. I don't see the club sanctioning it, and and I, I can't see Baldock fancying it either. You know, he's worked that hard to get us back up to the Premier League. He like like you said, he obviously likes the city. He fucking loves it. He absolutely loves it playing for United. You can see how he, how he plays on the pitch. I can't see him swapping that to go and play in a with all due respect to the greek league a second tier a second tier league in in europe because they're not it's not it's not one of the top it's not one of the top um, top quality leagues in europe is it really no The
1: only pulls the champions league that is the only pull
2: yeah. isn't
1: it yeah the um i think but the, again, that uh, was
2: that, that was one of the big pulls for NJ, wasn't it obviously the big boy club but obviously playing in europe and uh, that went well that went well <laughs> shame
1: I wish you yeah. no ill. Well. That, that's something that's pissed me off this week. Seeing people laughing at Njai obviously unhappy after being substituted and he hasn't really ripped the the, the, the league up yet, three or four games in. I, I don't want to wish ill on him. He, he's earned the move that he's dreamed of all his life and yeah, he probably could have done it better, but just a little bit sour grapey, I think.
2: Yeah, I'm very much in the fucking yeah. camp. <laughs>
0: That's the name of tonight's pod. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Sorry, Dan. What did you say?
2: I said I'm very much in the fucking camp.
0: Oh yeah, we we know your are your, your extreme extreme sort of management of your social media accounts when it comes to former blades. <laughs> but um, yeah, I uh, I think that's nonsense, and it's also like when people go bonkers about Gibbs White. Now, apparently, people think he's a wanker.
3: It was weird at Forrest, the kind of treatment of him, half half the end clapping, half chanting about him. You know,
0: I don't care about
3: Gibbs White, half booing him. It was just like, make his mind up. On
2: on the semi-related topic, I get we want to make the lane hostile. I found bits and bobs of that on Sunday a bit kind of I found the consistent Booney Grealish a little bit. Uh, well, I don't know. All right, he's he's chucked himself off the floor a few times against us, but he's a he's a very good footballer. Um and I definitely found the just like Sheffield your city is red fucking ridiculous. I mean they've just won the fucking treble for Christ's sake. It really isn't red. Manchester really is not red at the minute. That I mean that would that were fucking silly, that.
1: However, they just a shit Billy Sharp. You get behind that one.
2: Love that, uh, yeah. Love that. <laughs> I get that. Yeah.
3: Premier League corrupt
2: as fuck. do you know what? I, I honestly think we said at half-time, Phil. I know we're going back to Man City game. I think it, Anel could have. He could have talked him off because Haaland's head had gone just before half-time, He had mm. absolutely gone. He, he he really lost it, and and he could have. He could have. With the right word in his ear, he could have talked him off.
1: Yeah. If so McBurney had him not pitched, he, he might have. looks like Vigo
2: saying. from Ghostbusters 2 and get him, to, get him, get him sent off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Mc, McBurney could have quite easily done if he was on earlier.
2: Yeah. Have you seen the yeah.
1: uh, interaction between Amahodzic um, and McBurney this week on yeah. X, <laughs> X, by the way? It's brilliant. X, fucking X. Edit, bro. <laughs>
3: Edit, bro. And then, did you see the gift that Amadou yeah. sent back with with Et with an extra long neck? Not that at I'm not, <laughs> at all.
0: A, I'm not I that mean, at all. Don't, I don't know what Anno was doing with that chance, to be honest. Because even if he gets it on the end of his foot, he's in some. He looked like he was well, like Tom Daly, like twisting in to do some sort of dive. It's very uh, strange. Anyway, like... who do we else we need to sign? So we need, um, we need McTee and another creative loan, and then Balde and then a couple of the random lads from Europe, just for laugh. <laughs> just for laugh.
2: Mo Bessic. Let's bring Mo Bessic back in.
0: Michael Brown. Um, uh,
3: Podolsky.
2: Steve Agnew. <laughs> Kets- uh, Matthias Kesman.
0: Ketsbayer. Tamari Ketsbayer. in. yeah. Time. Who were the lad who had the big... Thread on S24SU who plays for Ipswich now or did was at Wigan. Chef Kikuchi. No, the <laughs> but, no the midfielder that we we're after for ages that had so many posts and he, he used to always come back every chance Oh, oh uh Morse. Sam yeah, Morse, Sam Morse. Morse <laughs> yeah. and uh well, we we won't be able to get Dan Burn off Newcastle now, despite Adkins' stalking. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice just to pull
1: somebody out at the bike that is surprising.
0: I, 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 would, imagine
2: be two, I would imagine there'll be two or three coming in. Probably, probably three coming in this week.
0: Can we just have a shirt held up on pitch, though? I don't want Mike. Someone said, <laughs> my mate said... What are they gonna do for McAtee? The return of McAtee could be incredibly misjudged. <laughs>
2: it's like... surely, surely it's Mark Morrison. Surely it's return of the Mac. That that's that's the it's gotta be on it.
0: Well, Mama Balday's mum's having her head shaved. Yeah. What? And then I mean, I still don't understand why Tom Davis were painting. Apparently there's an obscure artist called Tom Davis.
2: Is that what it is? Yeah.
3: Got cold palmer, you just see a hand opening with a piece of coal in it, in the palm. There you go. Oh, my God. I'm, <laughs> I'm
2: just glad Stefan Kuntz is not around anymore.
3: Oh, <laughs> well, we, we are lucky what we got with Anil Lom- Hodge, didn't we, really? But, you know.
0: I think it's getting late, boys. We're getting a bit delirious <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, this is what the transfer window does to you. No, I've, I've... Cole Palmer. <laughs> I
2: just think, what can you do? It's good, no, it's good. That I it's like literal. It. Oh, I okay. mean, yeah.
0: I mean... this that held <laughs> really up outside a pitch, of will survive, Not like... Oh, anyway. well, let's be honest,
3: they couldn't even hit the bullseye, they just gave up in the end. It landed in nine, then they unveils it with the number 10
0: shirt. I mean... Well, yeah, I reckon Archer was signed on Friday, but obviously they were trying to source the bow and I'm for forty-eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> nice. <laughs> right, that, Phil's got the image. Can you it's send fun, me yeah. that? I'll tweet it out. That's the that'll be the picture for the uh, for the pod. Um, but yeah, who, who knows? will come in. it would be fine though. We'll we need to. The players that are here and the lovely management will be working towards giving Everton what's for on Saturday. And if that happens, there's a couple of new lads can be paraded around the pitch at half time or before the game, all the better will be all the better for it. The yeah, it's crossed. Absolutely agreed. 100%. Alright, well we better we better go. I'm still laughing about Paul Parver, so <laughs> um before I, uh before any anything else, uh yeah, uh all the blades. all the, the blade. blades.